This is a podcast from Rover. Good morning. Welcome in. You're locked on Rural Exchange, the show known as Rex. You can listen online and you can listen to the podcast anytime on the Rover app and uh, download that. Type in Rex. Bob will be your uncle. Thanks to Carter's Tyres, the agricultural tyre specialist. Visit carterstyres.co.nz or call 0800 for Carters. Coming up on the Sunday edition, uh, we catch up with a grieving Taranaki dad and farmer Simon Adams on water safety. We speak to a farmer right in the thick of scanning, which as we know has been going on out at uh, the Ponderosa, out Pongaroa Way with Bex and the team and Richard, and we ask how to find and keep good farm employees. Tread true from Carter's Tyres is an innovative real-time tyre management system. Save up to 30% on every tyre in your fleet. Carterstires.co.nz 0800-4-CARTERS. Well, of course, in the Palmy studio is one Rebecca Greaves, and with her is uh, one Mr Tony Leggett. Uh, T Leggett, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm wonderful. Thank you, Hamish. No, really good, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. Nice and sunny down here, so no complaints. Yeah, fantastic. Right, Alex? Yeah, uh, I must say, I drove over the hill this morning, yeah. and it was much nicer over this side than oh. it was over our side, so you're living the dream, bit, Tony. A bit rare. Yeah. Rear, I have to say. Yeah. There's <laughs> a bit more elevation over your side, though, isn't there, Bex? Because that really stuns me now that we, go, we have to go over... Um, the uh, over, you know how we, you go over either the track or or over the saddle, and but when you come down the other side, it's much less than going up, and so the elevation is incredibly, you know, I don't know what do you sit at over there, Pongaroa Way, fair way up. Oh gosh, ask me a question, I know the answer to. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't know. moving right along. Okay, the field day is looming large, Tony, on the farm in Canada. Will the will the weather play ball? Do you think? Well, the forecast is very, very good. So, um, yeah, I saw, I saw, uh, well, I had a bit of contact with Peter Nation earlier in the week, and um, yeah, he was, he sent me very happily sent me actually a, uh, a forecast from one of the many websites that uh, does these sort of things. So it looks sunny pretty much every day next week. So pretty Gosh, happy about that. That'd be yeah. unlike the field days. I feel yeah. like it wouldn't. It's not the field days if it's not freezing and like everyone's. Oh, it will be cold because yeah. down in that little valley, yeah. you know, you need yeah. your winter woolies. I hope you've got your woolen jacket packed, home. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'll be bringing everything, all the merino layers, the lot. Are you yeah. going to be there, Tony? Yeah, we'll be there. Um, certainly going to be there for the Thursday. Um, may drive up Wednesday night, I think, and um, spend all day Thursday there. May head home Thursday night, but possibly stay another night and come home Friday sometime. So it's going to be a really interesting one, actually, just to see what the demand is like for goods, given some of the pressure that's been on. Um, and it kind of hasn't, it feels like it, it isn't that long ago since the last one, and of course That's it is. because it's not. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So um, it's a bit of a test, I think, this one. Do you think some exhibitors will give it a miss because they were there in November and they're like, oh, it's just too soon again? There's definitely been some rejigging of the exhibitor list. There's no doubt about that. And there were gaps um, up until recently. And certainly I think, you know, Peter Nation and his team there have been working really hard to try and uh, fill those gaps in, um, you know, make sure that everything's in the order that it is. There's a little bit of, of getting a wee bit of feedback that some are a little bit unhappy about the placement of where, where they've been put because there's been quite a shift around, I think, in terms of especially trying to get the general public in to see farming in action, but also to try and attract them with some of those sites that um, appeal more to townies than they might do for the country folks. So, yeah, going to be a bit of an interesting one this year. You're listening to Rex Rural Exchange online, on podcast and on Magic Radio.
We're with Tony Leggett, uh, ex-Malbarian and now Manawatu, two of the best places in the world. I just see that pop up in my notes today, Tony. Um, lots, lots of political posturing ahead of the election on pricing ag emissions, Tony. Yeah, yeah, no, indeed. I mean, um, you know, the news has been fairly uh, prominent in the last couple of weeks, and I just noticed, um, yeah, National certainly putting a putting the sword to the um, to Heiwaka Ekanoa by the looks of things, and blaming the government in the process. And of course, you know, that's that's what you do when you're an opposition party, I suppose. Um, I think most farmers would have been pretty unhappy to see a fertiliser tax come in as the option um, that was floated a couple of weeks back by, uh, well, kind of floated by Damien O'Connor. I think he was saying, no, it wasn't me. But um, we also reported last week, actually, uh, around um, what's happening in Ireland. Um, they, they seem to be taking a leaf out of the uh, the Dutch book because uh, um, the, the Dutch government um, introduced this idea that uh, they, they just were going to come in and enforce a rule that said you have to reduce your stock numbers by a certain percentage. And it certainly looks like um, Ireland's going to go down a similar path. Hasn't really been talked about here, but um, it's certainly an option that, you know, it's a big lever to pull and it, would be, it wouldn't be without, without its challenges. So is that that they would cap... A, like a stocking rate per hectare or something like that? Pretty much, I think. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. So you, farmers would be said, you know, this is the maximum number of animals you can have on this farm. Um, wow. It's, you know, it's a, it's a really quick way to adjust emissions, of course. Seems a bit extreme. <laughs> yeah, well, it would certainly have an impact on on um, on accounts and, and, you know, income for the year and all those sorts of things. I think a, a few people would probably realise, though, that you know, ten percent less animals running around. As long as they 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 culled out the worst performing ten percent, they might actually find that they don't fall too short in terms of production. So um, it'll be an interesting one. I'd, I'm not suggesting that that's going to come in. By the way, I think um, there's still a lot of tinkering to go on within Hawaki Kanoa. So we may still see yeah. a version of that come through. This is Rex Real Exchange on Magic Radio. Tony Rabobank's latest outlook for agriculture suggests some hope for better times ahead. I mean, yeah. I'd argue that there's not all bad times, uh, and I'll continue <laughs> to do that um, compared no. to yeah, a, a previous <laughs> time in my life. But anyway, yeah. You're getting a hammering over that, though, Hamish, aren't you? Like, yeah. Some people agree, but a lot of people saying you're out of touch. Well, I don't think I'm out of touch when it's $180 for lambs when it was $8. And, you know, I, 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 as I think our friend Alex Campbell from Gisborne said last week, he's bang on. Now, guys can get out of Gabriel, because there's cash flow. There wasn't cash yeah. flow post bowler. Yeah, no, that that is true. Actually, I think it's a yeah, really that, true that, argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'd agree with you there. Look, I think we are all hunting for brighter times ahead. Um, there's been more sort of bad news coming out around dairy payout this year. I think um, ANZ and now BNZ Bank in the last couple of days have actually revised down their forecast for the coming season, not by yeah. very much, and still within the sort of Fonterra range. But the message there is is um, still around keeping control of costs and um, you know doing doing your forecast budget and actually trying to stick to it if you're if you're in the dairy sector. It's more that sheep and beef side of things that I think there's a little bit of brighter prospect. And one of the things that surprised the heck out of me is to see the wool market shift up in the way that it has in the last sort of month to six weeks. It wasn't that long ago we were talking two dollars twenty a kilo if you were lucky for fleece wool. And now I see in recent reports out of PGG Wrightson's uh, wool sales, they're even, I think there's almost a dollar more on the table now. If you've got good coloured fleece, it's the right length and, you know, everything's 
not too much vegetable matter, all those sort of things are, are, are all good. So that would be a really nice boost um, to see. Another dollar a kilo on, yeah. you know, 20,000 kilos of wool produced in a year is well, um, well, we had, quite, quite a nice amount. We had Margie Ford from the Wool Classes Association yesterday talking about that specific thing, Tony. You've yeah. got to get it clean and white, you know. Yeah. And uh, if it starts to bump up over a $3 mark, I mean, it's a long, long way to go, but mm. at least it probably compensates you for the, ex- the cost of, say, the extra wool handle to make sure you get that, you know, do that. Yeah, well, there's a big difference if it starts with a three as opposed to a one. Yeah. We had some wool price this week, and I can't remember the exact price, but Richard was still pretty yeah, I think depressed about it. <clears throat> what I'm talking about there is probably more South Island um, yeah. fleece, so it's going to be finer, yeah. um, possibly is, cleaner, not, not as much yellow, you know, all yeah. those sort of things, so... Uh, yeah, you've yeah. got to tick a lot of boxes to get up over three dollars for sure. Yeah. But yeah. it's still a positive trend, and yeah, love to see a wee bit more to come. I, I think we're going to see in lamb and in beef just a, a general firming through the rest of this year, but not anything too meteoric. Yeah. Well, just um, just in general, I feel like there's always some, you know, there's quite a lot of good stories around what people are doing with wool. Like you only have to look yeah. at the wise wool guys who, who were on mm. Country Calendar who we had on the show last week, but. Yep. I see um, one of our team members um, telling us about um, a business that's making wool blankets and saying, it's look, oh, this looks cool, we should get them on the show. And I was telling the team about these Christchurch High School um, teenagers who, I'll give them a plug because I've bought some of their product, I'm yet to receive it, so I, I can't actually vouch for whether it works or not. But they've <laughs> made this product called Woolly Balls and... Um, it's like your car air freshener. Yeah. And so instead of the tacky wooden things that you get, these yes. are actual little wool balls and they, ah. you can choose different colours and they've got all these different scents, like quite sophisticated ones. <laughs> you know, you can have a whiskey and wood smoke or something for your vehicle, Tony. Um, and it's, I presume it's like a young enterprise type business. But mm, um, I good. just thought, what a great idea. They actually look really smart. So I've ordered some anyway for our vehicles, and I, I can report back as to as to how it goes. But woolly balls, you'll find them on Facebook. Yeah, well, you're not going to forget them, are you? Yeah. No. Um, new scanning results are generally stronger this this last year. That's a busy time for that, Tony. Yeah, indeed. Um, I think yeah, a lot of the lower North Island and central North Island flocks are just starting. You know, they'll be probably being scanned in the in the next week or two. But some of the earlier results I've been hearing have been really good. I have heard a, a, in a couple of cases scanning results up over 200%, which probably would scare the bejesus out of most hill country uh, farmers. Yeah, we would be scared <laughs> if we had that kind of result. That, that, that uh, really does mean a heap of uh, triplet lambs, which, you know, you probably, nice to have a few, but um, not, not, a, not a big number, not 25% of ewes carrying triplets is, would be the case if you were up over that 200% mark. But... Yeah, I think I'm, I'm hopeful that we're going to see a lot of flocks scanning in that, you know, high 160s, maybe low low 170s. And that, that could create a result of around the 140 mark when it comes to um, lamb survival to sale, um, hopefully. Certainly docking percentages. Come on, kind weather <laughs> during lambing. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I think what, what sort of just worries me a little bit is there's been a lot of talk about a shift in weather pattern to this El Nino um, weather pattern, which... We know for particularly East Coast, North Island and South Island, it often means a dry summer and, um, you know, warm, dry conditions. So having all those extra lambs on the ground, um, be, be ready, you know, be, be ready to push the button on the store market early or, you know, perhaps if you've got um, 
a regrassing program in action, you've got crop, then you've probably got some security there. But yeah, just just watch that one. Um, I think if, if you end up with the big result that we all hope you'll get. There we go. That is our man Tony Leggett, great friend of the show, has been pretty much from day one, which is coming up to six years ago, of course, with the Dairy Exporter and Countrywide Magazine, New Zealand Farm Life Media Managing Editor. Tony Leggett in studio there with Bex down there in the mighty uh, Manawatu. We're heading to the Taranaki next, and uh, this is going to be quite a tough one, actually. Uh, Simon Adams is a Taranaki dairy farmer and father. He's run a few marathons in recent times over the course of a month to raise awareness about uh, water safety after losing his son, Geordie, at just the age of 18. That is next here on Rex Rural Exchange.